0: Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays.
1: So, rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Yeah, and those rough hands are not going to find any soothing weather out there this morning, that's for sure. How are you doing, everybody? Fabulous, Farm Bay Pam Youngke. Glad to be along with you. How did you manage yesterday? Hopefully everybody was safe and made it uh, out on errands or got chores done without any incidents. Let's put this storm behind us and uh, get ready for a little bit of a cleanup today. I'll be heading up to Appleton later this morning for that special sustainability seminar that's going to be going on at the Fox Valley Technical College. So I'm hoping road conditions are going to be in good shape. Today we are going to cool down. It wasn't necessarily warm yesterday, but today we're only going to see high temperatures probably in the low to mid 20s under cloudy skies not much in the way of precipitation though that's the good news if we're trying to clean up for tomorrow, another chance for an afternoon snow shower on Thursday. Highs around 23. Friday, partly sunny, 25. And then by Saturday, a little bit of a glimmer of hope. We've got sunshine in 32 degrees. We are talking today with Tammy Voss, an executive director of the Wisconsin Beef Council. Boy, they have been busy. Just got back from a bunch of industry conventions and conferences. She wants to make sure that you know how your beef checkoff dollars are being spent. So stick around for that.
1: Keeping Wisconsin strong. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin Strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural keeping Wisconsin Strong.
2: So I became a Farm Bureau member almost 20 years ago to be part of the state's largest egg advocacy group. Plenty of opportunities within Farm Bureau for somebody that's involved in agriculture, whether to grow their leadership or to help be a leader in an industry that we have a great passion for. WFBF.com They've really helped my leadership develop. A
3: voice for farmers A vision for agriculture Wisconsin Farm Bureau
0: We continue our celebration during National FFA Week, although some of those plans may have gotten a little uh, disheveled because of weather-related issues still. A lot of activities going on. And Jill, uh, you got a chance to catch up with one of the fellas that's leading the charge this year.
4: Yes, I did, Pam. I had the opportunity to talk to Ben Steyer And he is the FFA president, state FFA president for Wisconsin. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. And he was talking about the COVID adjustments that, that they've made and thinking ahead that maybe some of those adjustments and those virtual realities are something that they'll be able to use in the future.
5: Last year, as I was a state vice president, a lot of our events were virtual. It wasn't until February, the state alumni convention, that was our first in-person event as a team where we were all together with FFA members and alumni members, um, but this year it's been a lot more of in-person things, um, but it still hasn't been full-fledged normal, so to speak, whatever that new normal is. A lot of our conferences and workshops have adjusted somewhat so that it's maybe a little more compact. We have the conference in one day rather than some in the evening and then some the next morning with an overnight stay. I know some school districts aren't allowing students the opportunity to stay overnight. So that's been one way for us to make sure these opportunities are available to students. Coming up, we actually have our FFA Farm Forum conference. That's one that's put on more so by the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, Um, but my team and I are able to just kind of help out. It's nice. We don't have to necessarily facilitate and run things, but we can enjoy it and spend some time with members. So we're looking forward to that. Um, And that is just a one day conference this year rather than an overnight stay as traditionally done Um, we also had our halftime conference in january and that one was a larger conference where we did have overnight stays um, as that one only about two students from each chapter are able to attend so it it doesn't get quite as large as maybe our mission and impact conferences that had several hundred earlier in the year Um, but We're still adapting and moving forward at some of these events there are masks we just kind of are seeing what the different guidelines and criteria are and going forward we know we have to be flexible Um, but we're really fortunate that our students and advisors continue to work with us and that we have been able to do a lot of in-person things um, to still work with the pretty incredible students and advisors we have in our state
4: so, if you split up some of the conference, you were talking about hundreds of kids going. Do you feel like there's just as many kids, just as many students coming to these conferences? to learn about the leadership and learn about what you have to offer?
5: I do. I really do. Earlier in the year, we had our mission and impact conferences, like I mentioned, and between the two days, we had roughly 800 students that attended. Um, So that was wonderful to see that many students again, all the Blue Jackets together, kind of a a nice sight as a unified organization once again, together in a in-person place together. And we're also seeing numbers consistent across the board. Membership is due March 1st, kind of our final rosters, and those numbers are looking well. Um, We're also seeing a lot of students participating in leadership development events uh, and a lot of other opportunities as we kind of transition back to a more so in-person year. Uh, But it will be interesting to see as we continue moving forward where numbers are at for career development events um, and eventually as we move forward to our state convention too.
4: And do you think that some of the stuff that you have, some of the ways you've put your conferences together will continue? You've got some great numbers here.
5: Mm-hmm. I I do. I think we can learn a lot from COVID and kind of the different virtual aspects it put us through. Some of it, obviously, we, we like the in-person aspect, um, but we su- certainly did learn things from having a Zoom meeting and making different conferences or workshops more accessible. So that's something we're looking at is continuing to have resources available and moving forward i know this year we're starting to kind of do something different with hotel stays where normally we take all the students going to the conference put them all together and then randomly assign four to a room Um, however with covid and different school administrations we can't necessarily do that so it's more so the advisor working with other advisors and if they'd like to put students together if their district allows they're more than able to Otherwise, the students from that chapter or school district um, will room with themselves. So kind of something different, but so far it's worked well, and and we know we have to adapt moving forward. So uh, we'll see how things continue to move forward and progress, but certainly some things we're looking at continuing after this year.
4: Well, I do have to make a comment because the interviews that I've gone out to do with the FFA members. They have been so excited to do the in-person events again. I think taking that year or year and a half off really, I think, sparked an interest to get them out there again,
5: Right. I would definitely agree. I know our state convention last year was one of our biggest, our biggest in-person event um, that we've had in about two years there after a gap. And it was so wonderful to see everyone back together and um, just the opening session with a plumb full session um, audience and everyone ready to go. It's been really amazing. And as we've seen this year, members are excited. I think there was maybe a learning curve at the beginning kind of in person again what does this look like Uh, but the excitement and enthusiasm is certainly there so you mentioned state convention how are those plans coming along it is kind of crazy that we're already in mid-february and we're getting ready for our state convention so Plans are starting to be in the works as far as entertainment and speakers and different assignments for who's going to be in charge of different elements of convention, but it is going to be back in the middle of June in Madison at the Alliant Energy Center, so we're awfully excited for that, but it's kind of crazy how fast it's approaching us. Are
4: you going to have that national officer come back?
5: Courtney will be at our state convention. Yes, she, she got her assignments for the conventions she's all going to in Wisconsin, was on the list, so we're really excited to have Courtney back with us. Mm-hmm.
4: Excellent, excellent. <laughs> yes. We've gotten through the convention. You're going to be hanging up that uh, jacket here at convention. What are your plans for the future?
5: Yes, unfortunately, I am. The year is going to come to an end eventually. But after this year, I will resume my studies at the University of Minnesota in the fall. I go to the Twin Cities for dairy science, or or technically animal science with a dairy production emphasis, if I'm being correct with that. Um, So I'm excited to be back there in person. I don't go to school there now. I kind of took the year off with state office. However, I do practice dairy judging with the team and I'm active kind of within Gopher Dairy Club. So that's been nice to have some exposure uh, and continue to see some of my classmates in person. And then over the summer as well, just a couple weeks after SAE convention, I'm going on a trip to Europe uh, for dairy judging that was supposed to happen about two years ago um, to compete internationally and represent the United States in 4-H dairy judging. So looking forward to having that trip happening as well um, and being able to see some pretty cool stuff over across the ocean.
4: So you're heading back to college. Does that mean the national officer idea is on the back
5: burner or not gonna happen that's a good question i uh, don't know yet about national office if i would like to pursue to be the candidate or not um right now focusing on what we can do best at this time of serving members and planning for our in-person events um it'll just be a decision we'll make as the year goes on and we'll see what other opportunities present themselves to
4: I think it sounds like a good plan. You're a very well-spoken young man sitting here right now because you've got everything I threw at you, and I'm very impressed. Oh, good. So thank you, Ben Steyer.
5: Yes, thank
4: you. Thanks for having me. And this is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn.
5: Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over?
0: I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma? This is hard, she's so young, but I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol.
5: If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble.
3: Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too.
0: Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Mm.
6: Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
1: This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala. At Clifford and Rihala, we have the experience you need to help you after any kind of collision. We help people who have been seriously injured, ranging from pedestrians hit crossing the street, people rear-ended by semi-trucks, to victims of drunk driver crashes. No matter how you've been injured, our experienced and skilled attorneys will help you get your maximum recovery. And very importantly, we also know how to...
0: Well, apparently that isn't going to work. <laughs> Computer software issues this morning, but that doesn't stop us from talking about ag weather brought to you this morning by our friends at Compure Financial. Stu Macher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning from the thriving metropolis of Eden. So what'd you end up with yesterday out of all this craziness?
7: Well, that half inch to inch of real sugary snow that came for the afternoon and the little ice in the morning, you had to scrape pretty hard, but it wasn't a nice day. How about that?
0: Boy, I can't find a place in Wisconsin where it was a nice day. I mean, here in the Madison area, it was all about the ice, uh, really not even too but they end up with in northwest Wisconsin.
7: Well, I've got a few reports in this morning. I've got Eau Claire at 3 inches, Mm. La Crosse at 1.6. The official at Madison, a half Reedsburg weighed in two with a half inch of snow and then the ice before that, so... Mm -hmm. It wasn't a major snowstorm, but when you added that icy component to it, it just made things pretty rough everywhere.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And now today... Back to the sub-zero temperatures. I mean, it is cold out there. So if you had any cleanup you were expecting to do on that ice, man, you're going to have to bundle up. Is there much in the way of uh, developing weather issues
7: for just today, Stu? Let's tackle one day at a time. Down through Kentucky and Tennessee, the next low is going to move about that far to the south. So there's really no precipitation nearby. Looks like there may be a few flurries yet in the Chicago metro area. And that's about the closest activity there is. Otherwise, that rain is way out to our east. But I do expect the next little system to move in very quickly. Doesn't pack a whole lot of punch. Is going to be pretty fast moving, but will most likely account for some clouds. Maybe a little lake effect snow along the Lake Michigan shoreline, even late tonight or early tomorrow. More likely a bit later in the day, Thursday and Thursday night, some light snow could cross and extend almost anywhere. Not going to amount to a whole lot. I've seen a lot of estimates say an inch or two. I think that could be pushing it. But a new little dusting of snow, that certainly looks to be a possibility. That would be later Thursday into Thursday night, staying cold, of course, through that time, right on into the day Friday. But we dry it out for the weekend. Temperatures begin to moderate. Oh, nothing spectacular. We're not going to suddenly have an above-normal temperature pattern and and you know really turn it into spring but temperatures stand the chance to start edging back to more normal levels as we move on through Saturday and Sunday. Keep in mind those normals now in the mid-30s, so we've got a ways to go, but at least up in the upper 20s and a few 30s around here, even into early next week, and it does stay drier. So if you can get through some icy, crusty conditions today, tomorrow, into Friday, I think maybe the salt will do a lot better work here as we look toward the weekend. Next week, when we start heading back to freezing and above, things could clean up pretty nicely. We just have to be patient and careful as we make our way to that time frame. Not a whole lot of new snow, but a little new, like we've talked about uh, late into Thursday and, and that could very well just a little more white stuff just as we head toward the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this.
8: Being a member owner pays at Compure Financial. As a farm credit cooperative, Compure's member owners share in the profits. And this year, member owners will receive $202 million back in patronage. Talk with your local Compure team to learn more or visit compure.com backslash patronage. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions and payments remains at the discretion of the board of directors based on a combination of factors including the risk in portfolio earnings and current capital position 2022 all rights reserved
1: rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin, strong.
9: Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience you either love them or you want to leave them be sure to enter the rural mutual insurance love it or leave it sweepstakes where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
0: All righty, let's get some more of those weather details, dude. Like I said, uh, at least today, it's just about the temperatures, not about uh, driving conditions.
7: Right, right, and the wind isn't going to be as big of an effect. Our Computer Financial Ag Weather Update, partly sunny skies for the most part today, even brighter in the south, and I expect upper teens. So it may only be around 16 at La Crosse, warmer elsewhere, 19, closing in near 20. Wind chills still uh, 0 and 10 below this morning. North winds today will be around 5 to 15. Overnight becoming mostly cloudy, holding down around 10 or 12 degrees. The north winds at 5. Mostly cloudy Thursday. That light snow could develop in the afternoon. We'll be at around 24. Northeast winds 5 to 15. Snow into Thursday night. May linger into very early Friday, especially in the east and southeast. But partly sunny skies developing Friday. Still about 24 or 25. North winds becoming west about 5. I know, Pam, you want some good news. How about some sunshine and Saturday? let's say, 35 degrees on Saturday.
0: All right. I will definitely take that. It may not be the 40s or upper 40s that we saw previously, but compared to what we had yesterday and what we're going to feel today, it is welcome. Good enough. I'll catch up with you tomorrow, Stu, and we'll see what uh, more details we've got for the weekend, okay?
7: Sounds good. Have a great day.
0: Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner for farming and rural life. Find out more on what you can accomplish with them. Go to Compure.com. Hey, you know, this weather is kind of a bummer. It, uh, it takes its toll on us, right? If you want to... Put a positive spin on things and look forward to Wisconsin Farm Technology Days 2022. The good folks in Clark County released a video yesterday that gives you a little bit of a sneak peek, a preview into what you'll experience when you head to Clark County. Just outside of Loyal, that's where Lowell uh, Rail Acres is going to be hosting the big show. I posted and shared that uh, video on our Facebook page. Just go to Fabulous Farm, babe, and think about the summer.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Picture
9: in your mind the amount you want to earn at your job. Cardinal Glass in Mazomania will help turn that number into your reality. Competitive pay with overtime available and monthly profit sharing means you can earn what you desire. When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazomania, your career is world class, so you can live first class. Cardinal Glass in Mazomania is now hiring production associates and maintenance, 401k, medical, dental, vision, advancement opportunities, and more. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com. What
3: have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers their dinner, Jim Krevix, for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison, and because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry, just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent DePaul, Helping our neighbors in need.
7: When we say we're the concrete producing company that contractors rely on, it's because they know we produce our own superior ready mix products that endure the Wisconsin elements, and our family stands behind the long lasting performance. Add one of our unique products to your next project.
3: The Concrete Producing Company.
7: Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships.
2: Hi, this is Dave Gary with the Princeton Clubs. Since 1987, my team and I have had a couple of goals. Make it really simple for everyone to get started with fitness and keep our world-class facilities available at affordable rates. Well, we've done just that. And over 35 years, I've learned one really important thing. It all starts with you. If you'll decide now is the time to get in shape, we'll help you get there. I promise at the princeton clubs there's no joining fee we keep our clubs open 24 hours a day seven days a week and include free childcare. our world-class facilities offer almost everything possible and are meticulously cleaned and maintained we provide an amazing environment to help motivate you and more importantly it allows you to feel comfortable while you're improving your health now more than ever taking care of our bodies both physically and mentally it's so important. Come see why we've been voted Madison's best and favorite health club year after year, the Princeton Club for a better tomorrow. To activate a free trial pass, go to princetonclub.net.
10: Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless.
3: Let your natural beauty shine through.
10: View our specials at Rejuvenation Clinic of SockPrairie.com. Matthew. Huh?
4: Oh, sorry.
10: It's okay. I just need you to listen to me.
0: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
9: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most.
7: Hey,
0: want a drink?
9: No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead.
4: Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest
1: fan.
9: Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations.
3: Thank you for talking.
1: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov
9: Apparently, they're meeting. Uh, well they had a 15-minute meeting last week that went nowhere, obviously, in 15 minutes. Uh, they had a, for a minute, rowdy signed in from 2 to 3 hours, and I saw them running up to 5 hours. But they were in different rooms putting together proposals. Like, what? What, what do you see happening in these negotiations as much as uh, you know and can pry in for us, Andrew?
11: I see very little happening. That's, that's I don't know. I, I saw the same reports that you did. Um, so I have no idea. What's, they're they're going to meet again today. They're scheduled to meet again tomorrow. And it's just going to keep going and going and going and going until each day they're going to keep coming back like one inch closer. So, I don't know. They've got about a week to figure this out before opening day gets delayed. Um, I still don't think they're going to be able to do it. So uh, I really don't.
9: What do you think is holding it up the most? I mean, I'm reading here that Major League Baseball offered the following yesterday. Raised the bonus pool for pre-arbitration players to $20 million. They previously offered $15 million. A draft lottery for the four uh, top four picks. They previously offered a lottery for the top three picks only. Now the Union wants top eight. Uh, and then there was no change to the previous luxury tax proposal. Major League Baseball is offering a small raise. Uh, to the tax with much harsher penalties. Like, what what do you think is like the biggest issue holding this up for you know the two entities? If you can take a the luxury
11: out. tax, the luxury tax is number one because that that kind of sets the tone for everything else. Um, the players see that as a cap. No matter how they they see it as a cap, um, they want nothing to do with it. They want guys to keep getting seven-year contract for $300 million, even though those guys are going to be, you know, 35 and stink for the last five years of it. They want those guys to get paid. They also want, you know, the the middle-of-the-road guy who is, you know, between 28 and 30 and maybe a 225, 230 hitter with, with a chance for 20 home runs, they want him to get 5 to $10 million a year, and they want the kids to get paid their millions. So they basically just want to get paid come hell or high water the owners want some sort of control on it, so they're not, you know, handing out these massive contracts, and only three teams, you know, are, are going out there and bidding for guys. So it's all going to come down to luxury tax, and until they can figure that thing out, nothing else is going to get done.
6: Uh,
9: so I'm not very hopeful on it either. So March, what rowdy is it? March 6th is March 5th. March 5th, excuse me. So you're you're not hopeful, then, Andrew, that we're going to get it starting on time, yeah?
11: No, I mean, they've got, to, they've got to come to an agreement by about February 28th if they want to start the regular season on time because you're going to need, you're going to need at least a month of spring training. Um, and you're going to have to have the, the free agent and trade frenzy and all the roster moves and get everyone down there, get guys' visas, get them into the country, go through the COVID protocols. Like The clock is ticking. And, and, and nothing that you've seen so far leads you to believe they're going to get a deal. And here's the thing, like if this if they finally get down the wire and decide, OK, we're just going to make incremental changes uh, just so we can start on time. And then all the, the, these last three months were all for naught. I mean, I think that's going to do more damage than, than anything else. I'm still waiting to see if there's a point of no return um, once games start getting missed. If both sides just conquer out and say, all right, we we've already missed this much. We're gonna hold out now until we get exactly what we want, even if it means losing the season.
9: So who holds? Who holds majority of power? Is it the owners? I don't know. I, I don't think either does.
11: I, I, I really don't. And I just saw some jag on Twitter yelling at writers for both sides to get. Well, sorry, Mister Twitter jag. There are two sides. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter is like ninety percent
9: um, jags, dude. Come on.
11: Yeah, you know, me included. Both sides. Both sides are making crap tons of money. Both sides don't want to spend it. It's the American way. Um, I don't think anyone's going to blink. You know, we keep hearing about how the players are completely, completely solidified, in it. the owners are too. You know, they they're happy spending money, but they don't want to. I, I think it's just a matter. Of, it's kind of like a David versus thing. You don't want to spend stupid money for no reason. Like everyone's fine spending the money to build a winner, but if it doesn't make any sense, why spend it? Hey, so if it don't make dollars, gonna, if gonna it happen. don't
9: make dollars, Andrew, it don't make sense. Right. You, feel you? It's the argument that I use all the time. Like, people
11: complain, like, well, why don't you go out and sign this guy? He's available. You probably could have got him for X amount of dollars. Well, yeah. Why would you go sign this guy who's 31 and is going to hit maybe 230 with a 760 OPS and 15 home runs when you could sign this, you know, minor league free agent guy uh, on a non-roster deal to a minimum deal, hit exactly the same numbers. Like, why why what is the point of spending the extra money just for spending the extra money i mean it's the same way when we're at home like why spend extra money on something on a loaf of bread when this loaf of bread for a dollar 50
1: you'll do hang on to your tractors here's another update this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Oh
0: yeah, you're going to still probably want to hang on to something if you're out and about. There's still ice that remains around a lot of Wisconsin, but the good news is that storm is in the rearview mirror today Kind of cold, not much better than about 20 degrees under cloudy skies. Tomorrow, possibility of snow showers in the afternoon, 23. Friday, a little bit of sun, 25. Saturday, mostly sunny and 32 degrees. And now you know. So today, 23rd day of February. On this day in 1954, the first mass inoculation against polio happened. Remember, virologist Jonas Salk's vaccine, still one of two versions used today, along with a live polio vaccine. But that was the first mass inoculation on this day back in 1954. On this day in 1455, the Gutenberg Bible was published. Yep, first book ever printed in movable type. Happened on this day in 1455. On this day in 1947, the International Organization for Standardization started. ISOs. I bet if you work anywhere, even if you're if in a farming situation, ISOs are basically standard operating issues for everything from bicycle tires to date formats. Happy birthday today to actress Dakota Fanning. She's 27 years young, and now you know. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends at the Steffes Auction Group, S T E. F-F-E-S group.com. And remember, they've got uh, staff right here in Wisconsin ready to help you out if you're ready to get involved maybe in a consignment auction or you're thinking about liquidating their herd or moving on, whatever it is. The Steffes Group is standing by ready to help you. The quicker that you get in contact with them, the better, though. Remember, their toll-free number is 800-726-8609. And with that being said, we welcome in Ashley Hewn with the Steffes Group. Boy, oh, boy. Again, every time I call, Ashley, I'm afraid I'm kind of in the way because it must be just a whirlwind of activity in the offices these days. You know, it
6: really is. And and we save a lot of our appraisals and different things when we're not busy in the month of January. And, and boy, January came and went, and February is almost gone, and we're starting our new auction season. and had some great sales last week. Um, And things are just – they are still really strong, you know, Over in Glenville, we sold some John Deere equipment, and it was, um, you know, in that 10- to 15-year-old range, stuff people can afford, uh, but the prices were really strong. We had a 9300 John Deere four-wheel drive tractor with 5,000 hours, still brings
0: $68,000. Wow. Oh, yikes. And, you know, I mean, I can't say that I'm surprised. Uh, we know that farmers got snake bit last year with the supply chain situation, and that means that more and more they're turning to something that they know is going to work, right, Ashley?
6: Yeah, absolutely true. And, and you know, we always talk to the buyers and we say, well, what was your motivation for this? And, and again, the same sale had a smaller 42-foot uh case IH, field cultivator on there and you know it used to be when you're buying brand new you'd pay about thousand to fifteen hundred bucks a foot well this 42 footer brought forty nine thousand dollars which means that's a used price now today for something that's 10 years old and and they're telling us the price of new is just skyrocketed so much that we're we're going to watch these used prices uh they're going to stay strong this whole year i think
0: yeah let's let's talk a little bit more about that you're not saying that the Prices are robust just for tractors, but basically anything. I mean, I, I've got I've to be curious myself and think about springtime needs like uh, maybe fertilizer tenders or planters. How are they looking, Ashley?
6: Yeah, again, strong. You know, um, we sold this just a basic, basic 16-year-old, uh, and it was a white planter, and it was a 2008 model, ground drive, still boxes. Um, Nothing for technology on there, but, you know, sometimes that's a job, too, for people. As long as I'm moving forward, it's putting plants in the ground, but... (laughs) Still, we, we sold that for $30,000.
0: Jeez. Yeah, again, like I said, folks, if you are not familiar with the equipment market, you know these are escalated crazy prices for uh, used equipment that's got hours on it. And you're expecting that this trend is going to continue, Ashley. I mean, like we started the conversation, if somebody is thinking about making a move, um, and I'm maybe there's been some changes in family dynamics, if you're thinking about making moves, Now is as good a time as any. doesn't look like anybody's flinching on potential interest rate increases.
6: No, I mean, everything's still strong. The the buying is out there. Um, You know, and then we talked about the retirement guys, and they're always, well, when's a good time to retire? I'm thinking of hanging it up here in the next couple of years. And, and, uh, you know, our advice is don't wait for the trend to go down and then retire. Mm -hmm. Take the money now.
0: Right, right. Again, Ashley Hewins along with us from the Steffes Group. Jot down their toll-free number if you want to have a conversation with them, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Or as always, steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And it's not too late, Ashley, if people are still thinking about getting in uh, auction or being involved in a consignment sale before spring planting starts, it's not too late.
6: Yes, just, just a lot of things going on, and, you know, it always just starts with that phone call.
0: That's what we hope you'll do if you're looking at maybe trying to move some equipment, some livestock, some land, whatever it is. Remember, the Steffis Group covers it all. com or call them toll-free, 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn along with us on this Wednesday morning. Coming up after the markets, we're checking in with our friends from the Wisconsin Beef Council. Stick around.
5: There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Our Equipment, check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at Our Equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill. And from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter.
0: Boy, the markets have been on a roller coaster ride the past 24 hours' time. This morning, the Dow Jones Industrial Average surging higher, up more than 280 points right now. But our commodities are mixed. March corn right now is down three at 671 and three quarters. December new crop. Down a quarter of a cent at 605 and a half. The soybeans for March are up 14 and a quarter at 1649 and a quarter. November new crop beans up nine and a quarter at 1482 and a half. The wheat for March that's down almost four at 840. July new crop down three and a half right now at 844 bushel. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained two cents at 195 and a half. 40 pound block cheese was up a quarter of a cent at 199, but the AA butter dropped four cents on Tuesday to 265 a pound. Right now, March milk's unchanged at 2246 weight. The April milk closed a nickel stronger at 2286 100 weight. I might as well bring it up because I just took care of the home farm crop insurance. The deadline's coming up March 15th. Don't forget about that. Boy, if you haven't taken a look at your crop insurance estimates this year, uh, you might want to sit down when you take a look at it. Prices are definitely up. But then again, as I've been uh, told by my crop insurance provider, our coverage levels are up as well just because of the escalation and what we're seeing for prices in Chicago. But again, heed that deadline, March 15th. Coming up next, boy, it has been a busy winter for all Wisconsin farmers. Conferences, conventions, back to -to face-to-face education. Our friends from the Wisconsin Beef Council have been busy traveling, trying to stay up to speed on what's going on with your checkoff dollars. Joining us next, Tammy Vossen, Executive Director with the Wisconsin Beef Council
1: at Beeftips.com coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to get the answers you need. When you call us during regular business hours, you'll be greeted by a relationship banker. No maze of automated prompts to maneuver here. Just a friendly hello from a banker you know. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know.
2: Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
0: Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath,
8: making it easy to love your bath.
1: If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: It's time again for Checkoff Chat. That's a program brought to you courtesy of your Beef Checkoff dollars. And remember, Dairy Farmers, that involves you as well. You can find out more at beeftips.com or Wisconsin Beef Council on social media. Also want to thank our friends from the Equity Cooperative Livestock Association. They are partners as well supporting Checkoff Chat. Remember, if you need any more information about how you can market your livestock and find out all the benefits that Equity Livestock can offer you, celebrating 100 years serving Wisconsin farmers, go to Equity co Com. Let's talk now with Tammy Voss, and she's the executive director of the Wisconsin Beef Council and in studio with us. You know, this is the time of the year where we get swamped with a lot of meetings, uh, conferences, all about pastures, all about feeding cattle, all about input costs. And beef producers are actively engaged in those conversations It's a lot of different ways, Tammy. Let's talk a little bit about the recent Cattlemen's Beef Board discussion. I know that you and your staff have been very busy attending these meetings. Give us a little, I guess we'd say Yeah,
8: thanks, Pam. Well, we really were excited to have the opportunity to attend the cattle industry convention here early in February. And Wisconsin is so well represented on the beef checkoff side by industry leaders, farmers themselves, who are helping to establish the programming and giving input back to contractors that are implementing those checkoff programs at a national level to help grow demand for beef. So, a couple of different um, Um, Groups that were meeting nationally at convention. One was the Cattlemen's Beef Board, uh, and Wisconsin actually has four seats that are represented by our state on the Cattlemen's Beef Board. So uh, at the conclusion of convention, we had two individuals who had completed terms and leadership there, and we are certainly appreciative of all of their efforts to help implement and, and give oversight to the checkoff program nationally. And, and they are, uh, of course, Bob Mitchell from the Wazika area. Uh, Bob completed two terms on the Cattlemen's Beef Board and, and served in some of the top-level leadership roles, including the executive committee and the operating committee. Um, and then Terry Quam had completed his first term on the Cattlemen's Beef Board. Um, and Terry, as well, in just three short years, had already risen up in the ranks of leadership and and had also participated in the operating committee and the executive committee. And that operating committee, they're the ones that are tasked with looking at what checkoff revenues are going to be for the upcoming year as well as the projects that are proposed by the various contractors and then figuring out how to get those dollars out uh, to... The contractors were, were going to have the most bang for our buck uh, and to have the most reach to our consumer across the country.
0: Right. Right. And if you ever want to know how the checkoff works and how your dollars are being spent, you want to talk farmer to farmer, Bob Mitchell and Terry both are on the job. They will be happy to share that story. They're not alone, though, when it comes to Wisconsin representation. And to the point that we mentioned at the outset, Tammy, the Beef Council is made up of very strong beef producers, but also the
8: dairy industry has a voice in that, too. That's absolutely right, Pam. So we have got I mentioned that we've got four positions on the Cattlemen's Beef Board. Uh, Daphne Holterman from Watertown, of course, with that strong dairy background, and bringing that voice of the dairy producer into that checkoff conversation on the beef side is really important. And then Steve Springer from Linden is also uh, the, our fourth current um Representative on the Cattlemen's Beef Board, and and Steve did just get appointed to the executive committee. So that strong leadership from Wisconsin is going to continue by all means. Um, and actually, during convention there a couple of weeks ago, uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture did announce their um, candidates who are who are going to be appointed into those open seats. So we will have two new leaders nationally there, Aaron. Crooks and Tammy Wiedenbeck, both of Lancaster, will be rolling into those positions. Excellent. It's good to keep our voice from Wisconsin heard. And like we said, the oversight is uh, a critical
0: piece of that. Another element that you may not understand is connected to our Wisconsin Beef Council and beef checkoff dollars to a certain extent is the Federation of State Beef Councils. Uh, Again, that is a very important area where uh, our Wisconsin beef and dairy producers need to know uh, what's happening. Tell us a little bit more about that Uh, state the Federation of State Beef Councils, Tammy.
8: Yeah, so all of the state beef councils have the opportunity to, you know, have our leadership from the state level also participating in checkoff uh, programs at nationally. Um, so we we elect leaders to kind of give that voice to the collective state beef councils from across the U.S. So those organizations, they are actually, um, the Federation of State Beef Councils is is a part of and held within the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. So we had Rosie Lizaway. Rosie was participating in not only the checkoff committee meetings um, at convention, but she also sat in and had that checkoff voice during NCBA's federation uh conversations at conventions. So of course you know NCBA does have both a policy side and they're a contractor to the beef chuck off but then they also house the Federation of State Beef Councils. So um it's kind of an intricate weave I guess of um how they're representing beef producers nationally, um, that having that state connection to those national programs and that voice is critically important.
0: Tammy Vossen's in studio with us if you're just joining us. This is Checkoff Chat that's brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. And remember, Dairy Farmers, that involves you as well. Find more at beeftips.com, Wisconsin Beef Council on uh, social media. And I do want to encourage you to sign up for The the Drive. That's a regular communication e-newsletter that you can get so when these kinds of things occur, you are automatically informed and don't have to wait on Tammy and I to get a program coming your way. You can find more about that at beeftips.com. Let's talk a little and our thanks also to the Equity Cooperative Livestock Association. They are too supporting this program. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the other elements that were happening at convention, Tammy. Like I said, I know your staff was busy 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 trying to cover as many bases as you could. A lot of really good information for growers or you know anybody that attended.
8: Yeah, I mean, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to network nationally and hear from other state beef councils about what they're doing on the local level, but also some of those national speakers that we get a chance to to listen in on, including the Cattle Facts Outlook. You know, they're giving a, a review of what cattle inventories are, kind of what the forecast is for the coming year and what we can expect um, in that long-term outlook for our beef producers. So that's always a really valuable session for us to sit in and and, kind of get some insights there. But in addition to that, there's a lot of consumer research that is presented at the Cattle Industry Convention, too, as a chance for us to really do a deeper dive into what our consumers are thinking today on everything from COVID to alternative proteins to how much more they may be looking to increase beef in their diets in the coming year and what we can be providing them to help uh, to help in that process. So uh, it's just a, it's a wonderful opportunity to learn and um, stay on top of the trends that are happening on that consumer side. Well, like we said, any of the people that we discussed
0: earlier in the program, and that includes uh, Terry Quam, Bob Mitchell, Daphne Holterman, Steve Springer, Rosie Lizway, and Jack Johnson, they would be happy to share their experiences with you from uh, that uh, attendance at the Cattlemen's Beef Board and their roles in representing your voice with beef checkoff dollars uh, on that national scale. Like we said, Tammy Vossen in studio with us, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Beef Council. Please stay connected with these folks and allow them to share their stories through the calendar year. It's not just about one convention and everything uh, that goes on. It's a conversation that continues through the calendar year. And that's what Checkoff Chats is all about. Again, brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars and support Also, from the Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association, celebrating 100 years.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This is the time of year when all the talk about who has the top corn hybrids in Wisconsin goes out the window. This is the time when the performance data and numbers have the final say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the numbers are in, and they're saying a whole lot about the yield potential of Dairyland Seed. Once again, Dairyland Seed turned out an impressive performance in Wisconsin first trials, highlighted by four first place finishes. To learn more about how Dairyland Seed brings the yield, or to find the corn hybrid best suited to your farm, visit Dairylandseed.com or contact your local dealer.
8: Wisconsin Farm Bureau makes